Technology just fucking us all. Goddamn <sighs> technology. Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette. For all your pop culture needs, we're America's Podcast. Sound effects. <laughs> Bat flaps its wings really fast. You want scary sound effects? Just turn on the Packer game. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's true. Creepy crawly noises. <laughs> Go for the number one draft pick now. Uh, All right. Well, um, I guess we should actually start this thing instead of just making random comments. So we're lacking on creepy content this year because of reasons that we covered last week uh, no reason to go over it again but uh, this week uh, Justin is going to regale us with some tales and some Ooh. stories and I'm gonna rat- we're gonna do at least some creepy content we did the uh, urban legends last week and this week we're gonna talk about Justin what are we talking about this week uh, we are going to talk about some of the Wisconsin cryptids. Oh, our own cryptids here in the state of Wisconsin. Dairyland. There's actually a bunch of them. There's about 18 different ones. I only really covered five. I did some of the bigger ones that we've all known or at least heard of, I believe. And then there's a couple of smaller ones in there as well. But I figured I would just start with some of the bigger ones. Don't want to use them all up this year in case we need to, you know, <laughs> get some, some other, yeah, get some other information done for podcasting. We don't know what we're going to talk about. So there we go. Okay. And would you like to guess which the most popular cryptid of Wisconsin? The Beast of Bray Road. Yeah, there you go. That's the first one I put on my list to cover. All right. Do you know when the first alleged sighting of the Beast of Bray Road was? 1950. Nicholas? Uh, I'm going to I'm going to tend to the Beast of Bray Road expert, the guy who wrote the Beast of Bray Road script that one day we'll film and and agree with him. 1936. Ah, you shouldn't agree with me. Was the I have al- a horrible memory. <laughs> was the alleged first sighting of the Beast of Bray Road. But it didn't grow to its popularity until the late 1980s and early 1990s. It's often described as being between six feet and seven feet tall. And it moves both on four and two legs. It depends on the uh, the stories. So we've all heard the story, you know, that it's... On Bray Road, which is over by Elkhorn. And they've had incidents where people have had it, like, chase their cars, allegedly, and, you know, all that fun stuff. And the the latest sighting was in July of 2020. Wow. So, I mean, it's still going strong. 
That's actually, uh, that's not true because my friend Damon saw the Beast of Ray Road on the way home from one of our shootings. <laughs> well, it's not reported online, so. Well, damn. Yeah. We'll have to get to the presses. Well, um, some of the creatures they think that it could be are, they think possibly a bear, a wolf, or just large dogs. Why are people so afraid of the truth? Because some people, this guy, my screen, this guy, this Nick Nicholas guy, you know, just just refuses to believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it could just be a really big, hairy, homeless guy. It could just be you and me out for a stroll. <laughs> well, that you said between six and seven foot, and so that only covers that's true. That's, that's that only you. covers one of us. All right, since we have the beast of Bray Road with us. On this podcast, <laughs> uh, you look good since you were from 1936. <laughs> what did you do in all those fields? I mean, you know, sometimes you just got to scare people and jump out of their cars and chase them. I mean, what do what do we think? Do we think there's something there? Misidentified creature, bear, wolf, big dog. I mean, you're going to get two very different opinions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the one who believes it first. Jeremy, what do you think? Yeah, it's the Beast of Bray Road for sure. Too many of the same similar stories from eyewitness accounts. And uh I've been there. I've seen it. I've seen it myself. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you guys, but I wanted to uh kind of save it for the big big finale, but I'll just say it now. I saw it too. Um Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. I just sprayed my my car down with a lot of water, so I made sure like to beast proof it. Yeah, they don't like the, to get too much water on their paws, <laughs> and that's right. They there's multiple beasts. The beasts, the beasts of Ray Road. Nice. Um, yeah, so I do think it's real. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, I think you, you're out at night, you're, you're in a dark place that doesn't have a lot of lights, uh, moonlight plays tricks on you, mm-hmm. overactive imaginations, you, you want to see something, you want to believe it. I didn't want to, it was horrifying. I didn't want to, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. <laughs> you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I now, mean, I, do you do you think too though it could be you have that preconceived notion, so you just think there's something there, kind of like when we're when we're working at night and we're like in that building all by ourselves and we're like this building's fucking creepy. Yeah, is it really creepy or is it just that we think it is? I mean, the mind is very powerful. Sure, I'll admit. I do think that like that night at work we've i've definitely conjured things up that it that it wasn't actually happening but uh i don't know i just think like i i smelled rotten meat too i mean there's a correlation there there's definitely a correlation rotten meat beast of bray road fog just all came together to make a sweet sweet sighting um did your feet sink in the ground <laughs> not this time oh, <laughs> well okay. they did when we went to this private property and filmed <laughs> um that's a that's a callback for those of you who have been longtime fans so 
Yeah, that goes a long time back. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a lot like Bigfoot. Like, you, I mean, we've had sightings now of the Beast of Bray Road for almost 100 years, right? Uh, yeah, earliest reported 1936. Getting yeah. close. So we're getting close. And we've never found any evidence of the actual beast. Some people have. Vis- so, well, what's evidence? Like, a story is not good enough? <laughs> no, I mean, like, physical, like a, like a corpse some oh come on they you know they're really smart about that stuff uh, it's like bigfoot they probably bury their dead and they probably bury the scat um you know like big ass like, cat <laughs> you know i'm just saying you know it, it's it's uh nobody's accidentally hit one with a truck mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of guns in the state uh, a lot of guns in the state Surely by now somebody would have shot. Maybe. Have you have you guys seen that terrible asylum movie, The Beast of Bray Road? No, but I do remember us talking about it and discovering that they didn't film a single bit of it in the state of Wisconsin. Right. It's it's a terrible movie. It's hands down one of the worst asylum films, which is saying a lot because <laughs> yeah. a lot of their films are bad. Because if, if memory serves, us talking about the movie is what got Jeremy to write the script hid the beast of Bray road script that he wrote in the first place because we were like, mm-hmm. they didn't even try to film it in Wisconsin. And Jeremy was like, well, I'm going to do it and we'll do it here. Make we'll it more it authentic. <laughs> yeah. I think that you're right. That, that, that definitely rings a bell. Yeah, and here we are have, today they, with a finished movie. <laughs> they have all of, they have all everyone in Wisconsin drinking Budweiser. Uh-huh. Aren't we all like Southern accents? Like we're just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that like that necessarily off. just having a Southern accent makes you a hick, but you know, you know what I mean? The movie uh, made us look that way. I mean, we might, bad. we might all be hicks, but we don't have Southern. Well, some of us don't have Southern accents. <laughs> and, and, we're sure not, and we're sure not drinking Budweiser. No, not in this state. <laughs> no. Miller. Miller. This, is Miller. this is Miller country. Yeah. Or even like lining lining cools. Yeah, that is true. Everybody would be speaking with uh, Wisconsin accents and drinking some summer shandies. Yeah, Yeah. get your your blue moons. Watch out for the beast, eh? (laughs) (laughs) We went really far up north to film. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Uh, Next one that I did some research on was the hodag. Ooh. I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with this one. I'm aware that there is a hodag that they claim exists, but I don't know much about it. Jeremy, what do you know? A little bit about it. I've seen like artist renderings. Yes. (laughs) And I've been to a thing called hodag, which I think is like a, up, like up in Stevens Point area. It's like a music festival. Yeah. It's in Rhinelander. Okay. I believe. Yeah, so the first, the first, I'm going to put sighting encounter with it was in 1893. The newspaper reported the discovery of the Hodag, a fearsome creature resembling a large bull horned carnivore with thick curved spines down its back. It says it was born from born, good English. It was, it was born from the ashes of a cremated oxen 
as the reincarnation of the of the accumulation of the abused animals that have suffered at the hands of their of their owners. So it's coming back to get revenge for all of the oxen that were abused during that time. Huh. Yeah. So that right there, that's the that's the origin story that I could find from the Hodeg. That that'd be a good movie too. No, the re- even in the thing it says the report was made by local prankster Eugene Shepherd. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm looking at the picture on on uh, Wikipedia, and while it would be super cool if it was real, I mean, you look the, at a picture and you're like, okay, at least that picture says the the original picture from night. 19- from 1893 is definitely not that's not to say that maybe the hodag itself isn't real yeah and then um 1896 eugene shepherd claimed to have captured the creature alive and he displayed it at the first oneida county fair where he (laughs) where he would have different wires and strings coming out of it so he could make it move that would already terrify the already nervous spectators and it people, wasn't on what? Go on. Well, people believed it. <laughs> people, people absolutely believed it. That's amazing. And it, it wasn't until a small group of scientists from the Smithsonian announced that they were coming to examine the creature that he went, oh, all right, I made it up. <laughs> nice. So it wasn't until he got called out that he was like, oh, shit. But it has become such a symbol that Rhinelander still uses it today. It's the mascot for their high school. It's the names of many businesses and organizations, including the annual musical fest called the Hoday County Festival. Founded founded in 1978, which gets an estimated of 30 to 50,000 people that attend it each year. You know, I I feel like if you go through like and listen or read about the history of like Barnum, uh, Barnum and Bailey, like the like the original sideshow hucksters, circus peoples, mm-hmm. like in in the the little sideshow museums that they would do, and like you know this Eugene Shepherd character that we've just now discovered, uh, it must have been so easy to like prank people or get people to believe stuff back in the 1800s like if we if we built a time machine we would just we would clean up like it was just to be (laughs) apparently it was really easy to get people to believe anything yeah like this is a mermaid that's clearly like half a mummy you sewed onto a fish nope mermaid all right (laughs) (laughs) that's real i will believe it here's a nickel yep there's a picture of a mermaid yeah, that. What do we think of that one? The Hodag. Cool design. It is. A, it is a really cool design. I'll give it that. I mean, Ex- it, especially for what did I say that was the original one? 1893 for him to come up with such a elaborate story and design and get a bunch of people to believe it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that when you look at the picture, you can obviously tell that it's like it's. You're just like, oh yeah. That's obviously fake, but like that's 1893, and they didn't have the advantage of having you know however many years of TV and internet to go. Oh yeah, 
you know, a hundred plus years of photographs that we can now look at something and go, oh yeah, that's fake. I'll give them credit. I mean, maybe it did exist and they decided to uh, build a creature to sell it because they couldn't catch or capture one. Yeah. And then he, he, he says he captured one alive, which was the one that was on display at the county fair. Now, so do people claim that they see them to this day or is it just like we captured the one and that's it? No, it was just that the he says the one was captured alive before when the Smithsonian said they were coming out that he admitted that the, he made everything up. So people today still don't see it, but it's become a symbol of the town of Rhinelander. Got it. Okay. So it's not like there's still sightings to this day. I mean, if there are, it's just the statues that are around town. Do you think we could do one in uh like start sightings or do you think people would immediately uh call us out i think in today we get called out immediately okay all right new yeah, that, new new business plan then moving on what's the next one yeah we can't have like the browns lake monster or something they'll be like nope not happening moving on the trolls of mount horb nice Wait, jeremy yeah. familiar with this one I do know that one. Yeah, I was actually going to do a, a special on it this year, but I never made it up there. And Nicholas was like, wait, what? The first question I have is, where's Mount Horeb? The second one, there are trolls that live there, and I'm just finding out about this? Yeah, it's up by uh, Cave of the Mount. Um, okay. That does not help me <laughs> at all, does it? No, it does not. It's like by Madison area. Ah, okay. All right. Maybe like 30 minutes from Madison. In the direction of the Dells or like the other direction? Like the other way, I think. Okay. It's kind of by, isn't it by like House on the Rock, Cave of the Mounds, all the same general area? I think so. Okay. I mean, I don't, I've never been there, but I have a general idea of where that is. But All right. Well, the origin story of the Trolls of Mount Horb was in 1939 when the Cave of the Mounds was discovered. When they discovered it, they disturbed. I don't know. I don't know what we'd call a group of trolls. A troll, a troll dwelling. <laughs> what do we call a group of trolls, Nicholas? Pod. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, they disturbed the trolls' pod. They disturbed the pod of trolls that lived there. Well, and then the uh, the trolls emerged from the caves and went to the town of Mount Horb to seek their revenge. But they uh, they liked the town so much that they just decided to stay. So yep. they were they were angry they got disturbed, but then they're like, "Oh, I like it here." Are we talking like the classic like Norwegian Norse trolls that like yes. kill and eat people, or are we talking like the little the little shiny ones from the animated movies? Like what? It's yeah. it's more it's more the Norse ones because the real story that I could find was in the mid nineteen seventies a Scandinavian gift shop called. The open house imports started placing imported trolls from Norway on the lawn of their shop to entice visitors. Uh. And and so that kind of became a thing where people will just, they would buy the trolls and they'd put them outside. So the, uh, the downtown area actually has what they call the downtown trollway, where there are 34 trolls to be hidden that are hidden along the path for people to find. And it's like some of the pictures I've seen, there's one that's like 
it's carved to be holding a Culver's bag hmm. and and a milkshake. <laughs> so so they really just adapted to the Wisconsin culture like immediately. It sure seems that way. But that that's the story and the origin from what I could find for the trolls of Monolith. I think it'd be cool to go up there and you know do the little the trollway scavenger hunt. That mm-hmm. could be fun. That absolutely could be fun. I don't um, know how long of a drive it is. It's yeah. like an hour and a half. That's not that oh, bad. I was thinking two, so yeah. Not that bad. When when I was in elementary school, we had foreign exchange students from Norway. And they gave us uh, a troll. So it's like maybe like two foot, eh, not even two foot, like a foot, foot and a half tall. And it's got like the two heads <laughs> and a little like walking stick. They There's infinite amount of designs of these little trolls and it's like carved rock carved like it's not he- it must be plastered but it's made to look like carved rock but like they have a whole like history and story behind trolls and the different things that the different trolls do and hmm. so i assume that you know norway scandinavia countries that you know they all probably have the same general i think Iceland troll culture yeah, I think Iceland and Greenland have troll culture as well as fairy culture. And that area would have been pretty heavily Germanic and Scandinavian. Still kind of is, so. Yeah, not sure how we all feel about trolls. I'm for them. For trolls. I'm <laughs> pro-troll. All right. Moving on to the next one. Kind of ties. Not kind of, sort of. The haunches of haunches. Oh, nice. Good uh, one. Nicholas what? looks confused. The what of whatville? Haunchies of Haunchyville. We tried to find them once. No go? No go. Couldn't no go. see. Didn't see any of them. What is... I don't know which one to start with first. What's a haunchy or what's Haunchyville? I assume one kind of describes the other. So what's a haunch? Uh, haunchy? They are, they are dwarfs. And, ha- and Haunchyville <laughs> is the... The myth, uh, mythical village of where the dwarves live. Why are the dwarves called haunchies? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but it's... Is uh it to be like oh. a real place? Or is this like... It's, it's hard to say. Okay. Oh, I've I heard, been there. I heard about <laughs> once that there was like a... Like kind of a circus town that had been specifically built for little people. Is this... Is that this or... Uh, it's not specifically built for them. It, all right, okay, let's just go and we'll see what you okay, what, right, if right. this answers any of your questions. Oh. <laughs> so it's it's a mythical village of dwarves that's located in Muskego, right right in our backyard. The locals say within the woods near Muskego, there's a concave. Yeah, maybe it's a concave of El, of uh, gnomes too. A concave of little people. That's and. Uh, the origin is that a group of circus dwarves revolted against the ringleader, killing him and chopping off his arms and his legs. And to avoid being arrested, they fled into the woods, where they crafted an entire town out of the woods. And <laughs> it, it is said to be protected by an old man at the end of the street who has a who has a gun. And he's ready to use it on anyone he catches. That's absolutely true. Jeremy, we, we we saw the we went to the driveway. Yeah, and we did see the guy with the 
with the gun, but we didn't see the haunchies because, of course, obviously, as soon as we saw the guy, we turned as soon as we could, just turned around. Yeah, the story, the story with the old man protector is he got lost in the woods as a small child and stumbled upon the haunchies. And because he treated them as equals, as a small child, you know, would, treats everyone equally, uh-huh. they were okay with him. So they raised him as one of their own, and now he is the sworn protector of Haunchyville. If you remember the original Hills Have Eyes, that one giant bald guy, that's mm-hmm. kind of what he looks like. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, when did when did this supposedly, like, when did Haunchyville get founded? <laughs> I didn't actually see that information. We could probably, we'll probably have to try to look that up. <laughs> and, you know, good thing for Jeremy that he he didn't go because legend has it if a trespasser gets caught, the haunchies will cut your legs off at the knees and force you to live among them from their point of view. That's horrifying. Yeah. Imagine... Trying to do anything like reach your food, <laughs> but they're just cutting your legs off, right? They're not. They're not cutting your arms off. Yep, just chopping you down at the knees. For you, it might be the waist. Yeah, they say. I feel like I'd still be taller than them all. <laughs> yeah, that, I I didn't know too much about that until I started reading it, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, this this is good." I, you know, I guess I didn't know it was Haunchy of Haunchyville because I've heard about the the town for little people. That like was supposedly like it's supposed to be a, a like a real thing, not like a an urban legend kind of thing. But then the more you read about it, the more you're like, yeah, this might could be a, one of those urban legend things. But like circus performers who escaped and started their own village kind of thing. But I did not <laughs> hear the part about the old man. Like, does so has the old man been training a new guy? It's the same old guy. I'm assuming because it's a mythical village. That he just lives forever. He's immortal, guarding the entrance to Haunchyville. So the Haunchies are also immortal. I mean, aren't aren't all dwarfs? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess if they're the magical kind, then yes. I guess. Good one. You, you tried to find that one. We really did. I mean, in all honesty, we went to that Mystic Drive uh mm-hmm. or Mystic Road, wherever it is, and yeah, I mean, there is a driveway with like a gate. But, you know, it's just a driveway. I mean, it does go far back into the woods. And there was a weird guy with a glow. And I could only see the whites of his eyes. And he was holding a shotgun. But besides that, I didn't did, see any haunches. Did Did he see you and say, like, get off this property? Or... What actually happened, he saw us, but he didn't speak. He opened his mouth and all that came out was a weird, like, oh. And then we just left. That was it. My skin crawled. All right. Well, I guess maybe one of these days we'll have to do a uh, like a weird Wisconsin like pop culture roulette like travel tour. That'd be cool. Maybe just like a weird Wisconsin podcast episode. Weird Wisconsin PCR MPS presents Jeremy, Jeremy lost in the woods, <laughs> running from the haunches. And then the only other one I did, we'll end it on a, on a lighter note. This one's a lot shorter. The, How could the, it be any shorter than Haunchies? Oh, oh, chickens. 
Ah. Touche. The, the, the Phantom Chickens. Yeah. No one familiar with this one? Never heard of this one. I, mean, I don't. I think I've heard of Phantom Chickens, but it being more of a universal problem. There's a uh, county road called Chicken Alley that's located just outside Seymour. But <laughs> yeah, it could be. And the, the legend has it that if you drive down the small stretch of road, you will see phantom chickens dart across the road in front of you, only to disappear right before your eyes. People have claimed that they've hit them, and when they stop to look, there's no damage, there's no chickens. Mm. So, just I mean, brings, up, brings us to the question of, why did the chicken cross the road? I mean, if you're going to hit something, it, it's probably best to hit a phantom. I mean, I don't know why, I don't know why it did, but I expect foul play. Oh my oh, god! god. <laughs> yeah, those those are the only ones I really wrote down. I was reading some more, like the Cumberland Beast, which is basically said to just be Wisconsin's Bigfoot, because hmm. he just is up in the the woods there. There's the one I read. I think it was Holy was it Holy Cross, where there's like an old story where a mom was trying to beat the train. And the train came and killed her and her children. So now it's said if you put your car in neutral on the train tracks, the spirits of the children will push you off of the tracks for safety. That's creepy. All right. We should yeah. try that. There's some like the Wendigo, which, you know, that's that's an old like Native American one. There's you have the, the witches of Whitewater. They didn't actually show up on here, but I did read some of that. That seems pretty interesting, too. Yeah. Familiar at all? I think I've heard of them, but I don't, I don't I'm not super familiar with the Witches of, of Whitewater. Jeremy, how much do you know about that one? Uh, yeah, I really don't know a lot about them myself, either. Um, I know there was, like, it has to do with some old creepy building that they have there in Whitewater, and they, like, performed rituals. But I really don't know too much. But there's a lot of history. It's uh, it'd be a cool one to do another thing about as well. Whitewater has a, a whole weird history in of itself. The spiritualism movement of the early to mid 1900s. You know, when all of a sudden everybody could were were psychics and they could hear or speak. They were mediums and like you know they'd hear the you know the kids figured out how to do the tapping and, and you know all that. I know Whitewater had a massive uh, spiritualist like center hmm. like i think the i think university of whitewater has like a big uh library of of stuff that was donated to them like madame bolvatsky or somebody like that in that general region i know it's said too with the witches of whitewater that there's there's a book that if you read it you you die which yeah, I mean, I, that's what good, i've heard about because i good, think good for me i don't read books <laughs> I think I think UW Whitewater has that book like in in its like secret vault in the library or something. Or oh, that's like, that's what be. they claim anyway. Interesting. I'm reading here too the the witch's tower, the stone water tower in Steren Park has a history of witches circling the tower and performing rituals. Spiked iron fence could also be seen as keeping something inside instead of uh, keeping others out. It said that on Hallow's Eve, you can also see witches or ghosts outside of the tower at night. Oh, we should Ooh. go there. All right, podcast over. Here we go, Whitewater. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll and, do a live podcast from Whitewater one of these days. And then some of the other ones I didn't really write down, like 
There's the there's the Lake Monster of Lake Winnebago. I mean, who knows how much we're actually going to get with that one? Probably just a giant fish, sturgeon or something. <laughs> and then oh, there's yeah. Also, yeah, oh yeah, there. Then there's also the the Lake Monster that's in Devil's Lake. Yes, I mean, there's some I didn't cover, some I did. That's just a short little. So so those are just some that I did. I picked some I thought we were like the most well known, Beast of Bray Road, Odeg. And then, you know, some I just thought were interesting. Like, I thought the Trolls was interesting because I thought it'd be cool to do the Troll way. Haunchies I thought would be a fun one to talk about. And then I figured, you know, who, you just, who doesn't who doesn't want to talk about Phantom Chickens? You you just wanted to say Haunchies a lot. Could, could have. What up, Haunchie? <laughs> Is that an insult to someone now? I don't know. <laughs> now I know you. Haunchy. I don't. Gee, oh, what was that? Uh, I don't know. That was creepy. Huh. <laughs> it sounded like a ghostly noise. Ooh, all these, uh, all these cryptids and legends. Wow. So it's a nice list. It is. It's a. It's a good list. Yeah, and there's still some more we can do on this list. Like I said, I didn't cover everything. Oh, so do you not want me to throw some random ones out there? Oh, go for it. How about the um. Well, this probably won't even be on there. There's like the haunted train of like Peck Road. No, I don't know that one. So it's like Peck Road Rail Station. And like apparently if you park your car on the side of that road, you can like hear the train. <laughs> um, and then there's the, the good uh, Rainbow Springs is a great story. There's, you know, the whole like owner putting the curse on it. I mean that's oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's great stuff right there. Did, did you ever go there when it was the uh, the haunted house? Uh, yeah, I did. I I got to do it a long time ago, like just once with my sister when I was like really really little, and um, it was really neat actually. Uh, they did a lot of cool things with like narrow narrow spaces, and like. They they did a thing at the very end where they did like a giant light attached to like a shopping cart and played like a train sound so yeah, it looked like a train was coming at you yeah yeah I, w- I went to that once and I was little too because I don't think they've done that in forever uh, at least the eighteen years since I lived here they haven't done it at least I don't remember them doing it so well I feel like they actually had another fire. I think there was like an, another fighter that prevented them from doing it again, or something happened that yeah, prevented them from doing it. Wasn't that it? Like something happened, fire or something, where then they just tore it all down? Mm-hmm. It was, which is part of the curse. Well, part of, yeah, yeah. I know it's been sold multiple times, and people keep not doing anything with it, or fires keep happening, and they just abandon it. It's cursed. You're all doomed. Anything else, Jeremy, from your? Because mm. these aren't really more. These are, I would do more of the cryptid stuff. That's well, true. These, this is more of like just a haunted, haunted Wisconsin. I'm kind of just veering off into ghosts. I, I, I mean, the other one I could think of as another ghost is a uh, haunted bride in Whitnall Park. <laughs> hmm. My sister's seen it. I know, I know a shit ton of these. Actually, I could just go all night. The, the guy with the haunted dog in in Sun Prairie or McFarland—that's fucked up. <laughs> what? Oh. All right, I'm done. <laughs> all right, well, 
Um, I guess uh, to end on a, a somber note of the creepiness. Oh, I said, how long have we been going? By the time we're done, it'll it'll probably be close to the the regular time. I didn't I didn't think I was going to take up that much time. No, I I figured we'd be able to to stretch it and get some good stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, um, we could always do some horror trivia questions. We too. could. Well, maybe Ooh. we will. I don't know, but I figure. Uh, I figure uh, we've had a couple of. And normally, this is your segment, but since you you did the research for this one, I'll I'll take the segment. We we have to we have to end on a somber note, or at least not necessarily end, but kind of get on a somber note. We lost a couple big ones the last few days. Uh, Matthew Perry apparently, at least the, as of right now, the reports are that he had a heart attack and then drowned in his hot tub. So that was that was very sad. I know Jeremy, you don't really like friends that much, but I I assume that you would. That's because he doesn't have a lot of them. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm kidding, buddy. I'm kidding. Oh. You, got, you got a friend in me. Uh, you've got at least you've got at least two. At friends. least two that we know of. Yeah, me and uh, Mitch. I I know Sorry, he's done Rosie. a lot of. I know he's done a lot of stuff other than than just friends. So losing Matthew Perry, especially at 54. Which now that I'm 45 seems a lot younger than it would have when I was in my, you know, 20s. But, and then we also lost Richard Mull, uh, Bull from Night Court. But he, uh, he's done a lot of uh, genre work. He's done a lot of horror movies and sci-fi movies. He was up there too, though, wasn't he? Like 70s, I was, 80s. I think he was just turned 80. But I mean, that means we've lost a lot of the cast of Night Court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marky Post, Richard, uh, Harry Anderson. A lot of people have have passed <laughs> from Night Court. Granted, all of them have been from old age, so you know, good for them. But yeah, no, Richard Mole. I feel like there was somebody else that I'm forgetting. Hmm, I'm not sure. Come on, celebrity death man. <laughs> I don't know. It got too depressing to keep track of all the people who have passed away. <laughs> but yeah, Ma- Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry hurt a little bit just because, you know, Friends was such a big part of my life for such a long time. Mine too. And you, don't, you don't expect it from people who are, you know, only 54. Yeah. So, terrible. Yeah, when I seen that, I was like, oh, what? No way. Shaft star Richard Roundtree yeah, also that, died. That's the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, and Suzanne Summers, but I think we talked about that one. I believe we did. Briefly. Anybody watch anything worth talking about? Jeremy, why don't you leave this off? Because I thought I had something else I wanted to talk about. Okay. Well, here we go. Something to watch on Halloween night, if if this comes out on Halloween night or tonight, who knows. But uh, this airing of nick at night let me see i'll get the exact name of it well first i'll talk about the season finale of chucky which was awesome it was a big halloween episode which is weird because i did like a mid-season finale so like they did like four episodes and now it's coming back in january and uh i don't know why they're doing that it that way but uh, it was a cool episode. It was like really everything was all decked out for the holiday. And um, it takes place. The setting this season is the White House. So it's like this giant ballroom with like all sorts of crazy Halloween decorations. And 
It was a fun episode. So I can't find this sort of thing, but just look up Nick at Night Reimagined or something like that on YouTube. And it'll probably be like one of the first few results. And it'll show like it's a four hour thing with a guy that looks like a vampire as the thumbnail. And it's like a it's a re-airing of like a 90s Nickelodeon Halloween thing. It's awesome. Okay. Um, the only thing I watched recently was Five Nights at Freddy's and the second episode of Goosebumps. So I have continued to watch. Breaking the trend, shocking the world. We've watched two episodes of Goosebumps. And then uh, Five Nights at Freddy's I watched. It's it's no Willy's Wonderland. It's all right. Yeah, I've I've heard mixed reviews on, on Five Nights at Freddy's. It seems to be pretty cut, like the younger audience loves it and thinks it's great. The older audience is like, this is kind of stupid. Yeah, there's um, there's some of it where I was like, like I don't I don't understand. Like I've never played the game, so maybe I don't know the lore. But I was like, eh, it's an okay movie. Yeah, I never played the game either, but I love Willy's Wonderland, so I don't. I don't yeah, know. way better. And then the only other story I wanted to talk to you guys about was that uh, I don't know if you read or heard that Goldie Hawn. So she has been visited by aliens. Still alive? Oh. I don't know if you yes. guys heard that. <laughs> yes, Goldie Hawn is still alive. That's well, insane. She's only in her 60s, 77, 77, I believe. Oh, 77. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Goldie. <laughs> yeah, she's 77 now. That was a Mandela effect moment right there. Because In another she, timeline that I was in before, she... she she kicked the bucket. Kick the bucket. <laughs> yeah. No, she's still going strong in this timeline. Cool. Um, yeah, she recalled making contact with two or three uh, when she was 20 years old. I believe it. Did she grow up in uh, what, California? I believe uh, so. Yes. So. Given her age, she's definitely uh, hippie-ish and based on what she... Her first couple appearances on TV, she was of the the hippie variety early on in life. So <laughs> I believe she had contact with something she thought was alien. <laughs> she totally believes it was. But I'm guessing the hallucinogenics that she was on at the time were probably helping and, her. Uh... And one of the things she says, too, is she uh, suddenly found that she was unable to move. She says, I was paralyzed. So it's probably some kind of sleep paralysis and then had, I don't know, not quite awake. But yes. Yeah, they, they do attribute a lot of alien shit to sleep paralysis. I've, I've read, like, because you see a lot of things. And you get, like, the sensation that, like, you're getting, you know, examined or whatever. I believe her, though. I do believe her. I mean, if it took 57 years for her to come forward, is it because it's more acceptable in today's day and age than it was 50 something years ago? Yeah, I think that's a, that's probably a good reason. I mean, Maybe we've got government officials coming out now talking about it. Astronauts. 
Nicholas, you those Air know, Force guys. I I don't know if Nicholas is frozen or if he's in disbelief. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm, okay, you can believe. <laughs> don't be afraid of the truth. I'm yeah, what does X Files say? I want to believe. I'm still a skeptic. And yeah. Of all life, like uh, alien life, or the, the fact that they visited. Uh, both, really. Wow. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Did you know somebody? I mean, yeah. I feel like we've had this exact conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, if you saw what I saw. We need to play that game I got you for Christmas oh, last yeah. year. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, let's let's do it. We'll play this game. I don't, I don't even remember what it was called. I want to believe, isn't it? I think it's something like that, yeah. I think it is. I want to believe, yeah. We can do that, and we got boxes of cereal in my trunk. Two o'clock Saturday <laughs> afternoon, Jeremy. <laughs> group meeting, everybody. It's on. Yeah. Anybody out, there, anybody out there in PCR land that actually knows where Jeremy lives, that's where we'll be. <laughs> Let yourself in. All right. Well, then, I guess uh, hopefully you guys are having a safe, fun holiday season, uh, enjoying your creepy time of Halloween, getting ready for the family-friendly holiday events of Thanksgiving and Christmas. But just remember... They, they, they've already got their trees up and uh, at the big box retail. Yeah. Christmas yeah. Christmas stuff's out. They start playing Christmas music November 1st. Christmas, com- Christmas commercials have already started airing. Yeah, uh, they, so, they're, uh, they just added all the Christmas movies to Peacock. So just remember that uh, if you can't let one holiday finish... Before you start with the other one. Just cramming it down her throat. Stupid never walks alone. Comic books have been around for almost a century. And in the last two decades, we've finally gotten to see many of these characters brought to life in movies and on TV. On the Moving Panels podcast, we discuss movies and TV shows based on, inspired by, and adapted from the world of comic books. Join me and my guests as we discuss both the good and the bad from Marvel, DC, and even some of the lesser-known comic book companies. Learn what is and isn't from the comics, as well as our nerdy review of the movie or show. New episodes drop every Monday, and you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. So join us for Moving Panels, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s flick flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go.